Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Bailey Merzik, also with the Department of Communication. Today, we're raising awareness around Sepsis Awareness Month and giving all of our listeners insight into what they can do to spot sepsis and stop sepsis at Michigan Medicine. Now, but first, be sure you stop what you're doing and take a look at any episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines week in review. With that, let's bring in three team members who are helping the organization improve its sepsis care. First, can you all introduce yourselves and let us know what area of clinical care you work in at Michigan Medicine? All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Dean. I'm a registered nurse in the U of M adult ER. I've been with Michigan Medicine for a little over a year now. Hi, I'm Marissa Louie. I am one of the physicians at Children's Emergency Services, where we actually see patients up to the age of 20, both locally and from around the state when they need specialized pediatric care. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Tammy Garcia. I'm the sepsis lead here at Michigan Medicine. I'm a nurse, um, worked um, at St. Joe's for about 24 years. I've been here for the last two years um, working with our sepsis team, and I get the pleasure of working with all of our sepsis coordinators we have Carly Redstone in our adult emergency services department. We have Carly, or sorry, we have Rosalie Mulcahy in our inpatient adult areas. And then we have Sarah Poli in our children's and women's hospital. Outstanding. Thank you. So everyone, uh, you know, we've we've mentioned sepsis a lot already. Can you just quickly explain what sepsis is and why sepsis care is so important? I can start. Um, so sepsis is your body's um, overwhelming um, response to an infection. You know, people get cuts on their hands all the time. It gets a little red. Your body fights out that infection. But when sepsis kicks in, um, your body is really fighting hard to um, fight off this infection. And if we don't treat it promptly and quickly, um, your body loses the battle, let's say, with that infection and isn't able to um, fight off the infection. You know, I'll add that sepsis is a leading contributor to death, and that's especially true for patients with weakened immune systems, chronic underlying medical problems, and those who are at the extremes of age. And those are patients that we see a lot of here at Michigan Medicine. So you're talking a little bit about um, why sepsis care is so important, but, um, and I know you see a lot of people with sepsis. So what are the signs and symptoms that you all look out for that may signal a sepsis infection? So I think there is a lot of different symptoms. Sepsis has different severities. So it can go from something that we think could resemble a cold with a fever of 101, or you could be have a low fever, like 96.8. You could be shivering, um, some fatigue that might mask itself, but then it can get into its bigger and more important symptoms like the hypotension, confusion, uh, rapid breathing paler discolored skin. Um, and a big one is that we learned in nursing school was a sense of impending doom. So I think um, you have to kind of piece together the symptoms itself because it can mask as other things. And I can just add to that too. You know, we look for, um, you know, a tachycardia in our adults and our peds. Um, we look for hypothermia or hyperthermia. Um, increased respiratory rate greater than 20. We look for increased uh, or decreased white blood count. Um, so those are some other signs and symptoms. And also we see um, overwhelming or increased pain as well. So Dean, I want to talk a little bit more to you. I know that you've actually had sepsis in the past. So after going through that, how does your experience on a personal level 
impact the care you're providing to your patients? Do you feel like you're sort of more keen to detecting an infection or even just more empathetic to those who are going through it? I would say um, recognizing like the different severities because having it twice the first time, it wasn't as severe as the second time. So it's kind of being able to relate to the patient and understand their feelings of the disease process or even explain to them what the next steps are. It's kind of a scary thing. It It's a pretty big diagnosis when people hear it. People think it's an automatic like, oh, I'm really sick and I'm going to end up in the ICU. But usually we're able to turn that around. Um, another thing is recognizing when you need to advocate for your patient. Sepsis isn't always going to respond positively as soon as we start antibiotics. There might be a little bit more that we need to do for them. So I think recognizing, hey, this patient has a new symptom that wasn't there earlier. It's not necessarily a part of you know, the healing process. We need to add in another step, either giving more fluids or you know, whether it be anything for their fevers or anything like that. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is just because we start treatment doesn't mean that they're going to get better. So being able to have it and thinking, oh, you're fine. You're in the clear. Once you start initials, it's not always the case. So you're kind of hinting at some of the ways to treat sepsis. And I know that the sepsis bundle is a huge part of um, taking care of sepsis. So can you talk a bit about the sepsis bundle and what that includes and how it how it treat, helps treat patients? Yeah, so it's actually really nice at U of M when a patient, we have a screening questionnaire in triage and it'll flag for the patient meeting sepsis criteria. There's also other key triggers, whether it be like the white count or the lactate um, in their vital signs. So our sepsis bundle, we try and get a venous blood gas or lactic acid when they initially come in, two sets of blood cultures. Um, if they're hypotensive, we want to give them some crystalloid fluids or if the lactate's greater than four. Um, and then another big thing is starting them on broad spectrum antibiotics. I know that once we do the blood cultures, it takes a couple of days for them to come back. We can tailor their antibiotics as needed. But the biggest thing is the lactate. Um, I think it's two hours and then you repeat the lactate and make sure it comes down. Yeah, I'll add in for, for pediatric patients, the sepsis bundle or is a little bit different. But like what Dean is saying, like the critical pieces are getting blood cultures, getting access in a patient and thinking about what kinds of fluids you might need to give them and whether you need to start antibiotics quickly. And finally, I know it is Sepsis Awareness Month and we're doing a lot this month, a couple of headline stories in this podcast. And I know that there's there was also a meet and greet on Sepsis Awareness Day that was taking place. So um, what else can staff at Michigan Medicine do to raise awareness for sepsis? You no, know, um, you know, like my shirt says, I, we really just want people to think, could this be sepsis? Like, have it be part of your differential diagnosis. Sepsis can be very tricky. It doesn't have obvious signs like a heart attack or a stroke. So really just think if your patient isn't responding um, to what diagnosis you may think they have, think about it. You know, think about how should we change our course of treatment so that we don't miss sepsis because that's what we see a lot of times. It's a very gray area and we miss that time window because with that sepsis bundle, it is time limited. We really want things done within an hour or three hours, depending on their severity of sepsis. Um, and we have a lot of data to support when we do do this work, we, we split our mortality almost in half. Yeah, and I'll say the sepsis team has come up with some really great tools to make you think about sepsis. So whether those are the alerts or the huddles or the badge buddies or the t-shirt like the Tammy has on today, um, they just remind us to think about sepsis. 
I'll say one area that I think we could really help our patients and families out is by teaching them what are signs of sepsis to look out for when they go home. Because sepsis doesn't just start in the hospital, sepsis often starts outside of the hospital. And they need to understand what are the types of things that should prompt them to seek medical care. I was going to say, I also really like uh, one difference that I noticed at working at U of M or Michigan Medicine is that we love our metrics and everything that we want to know is easily accessible to us. And I think looking at the trends of the graphics um, kind of helps start a conversation, especially when we have our huddles to say, hey, we hit this percentage this week or this month. And it kind of gets people to tie in and work a little bit harder. Everybody likes to be in the higher end zone for that, too. And um, I've definitely noticed within the year of me being here that our sepsis recognition and our um, our efforts to recognize and treat and stop it have gone up drastically. Yeah, that's great. I know it's been a huge priority and clearly that's paying off. So let's keep the momentum going right this September. Thank you so much, Tammy, Marissa, and Dean for sharing your insight into sepsis care here at Michigan Medicine. If you want to learn even more about sepsis and steps you can take to stop it at Michigan Medicine, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Okay, it's time for the lightning round where we ask one of our guests four quick fire questions. And Tammy, you lost in a checkers tournament before the show. So you are in the hot seat. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. It's pumpkin spice season and the official start of, of fall comes this week. What is your favorite thing about fall? Oh, pumpkin patch with my kids for sure. Okay, that was that was easy. You were quick on that one, so you must <laughs> like fall. <laughs> I do. Football, so, too. I'll have to say football. Okay, well, perfect. So the next question is, football season is in full swing. Are you a football fan? And if so, which teams do you root for? Um, very big football fan, and I'm a diehard Lions fan. So go Lions. Let's go. I know. It's fine. This is the year, right? We say that every year, but this is the year. I mean, it's just a fact. All right. This Friday is National Ice Cream Cone Day. So, of course, we need to ask, what kind of ice cream are you going to be eating? Oh, I will say Kilwin's Toasted Coconut, my Ooh. favorite. Kilwin's uh, Traverse City Cherry is also amazing. <laughs> I will say that if we're going to hype up Kilwin's and hope that they send us a check after this show. <laughs> and finally, what would you say as, as a sepsis coordinator in the work that you do, what would you say is the most surprising thing or biggest misperception people have about the work you do? We know we are a small team. There's four of us. And I think um, a lot of times there's a misperception that we, we should be here 24 seven and we would love to be, you know, we love the people and the teams and the patients that we are working for and with. Um, but I think oftentimes we'll get messages at different times of the day or on the weekend when we can't be here. Um, and I think that that, is surprising to them that where there's not more people available to do the work because it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Well, and I think that that points to the importance, right, of spreading the word here so that everyone can sort of step in and pitch in when needed, right? Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tammy, for playing along in the lightning round. And thank you to all of our guests today for sharing important information during Sepsis Awareness Month. If you want to learn more about sepsis and what you can do to keep patients safe, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dan. So we asked Tammy her favorite ice cream flavor. Um, and I think this is an important topic that we need to discuss more. So what do you think is your favorite ice cream flavor? So I did mention the Traverse City Cherry. It's not my favorite flavor. It's my favorite flavor when I go to Kilwins. But um, 
Overall, my favorite flavor of ice cream is just coffee ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. Like you cannot go wrong with that, <laughs> especially Haagen-Dazs. So, um, and the best part about it is my wife hates that flavor. So it can sit in the freezer and I don't have to worry about it disappearing. So it's actually perfect for our marriage too. Um, how about you, Bailey? So I don't like coffee ice cream at all. So I'm with your wife on that one. Um, I am a huge cookie dough fan or cookies and cream. Either of those um, are my two favorite kill wins. Cookies and cream is amazing. So if we're talking about kill wins. Yeah. So. All right. I'll have to try that out. For over a century, Michigan Medicine has been on a mission to bring Michigan answers to patients and families across Michigan and beyond. It's why University of Michigan Health is honored to have been named Michigan's number one hospital once again by U.S. News & World Report and to have been named year after year to the prestigious honor roll of the nation's top hospitals. If you need a Michigan answer in your life, think Michigan Medicine and visit michigananswers.com. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. This week's question is, what is the leading cause of death in hospitals and the leading cause of readmissions? Once again, what is the leading cause of death in hospitals and the leading cause of readmissions? This one really shouldn't be too difficult. And once you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. All right, that's all we have for today. Thank you to Tammy, Dean, and Marissa for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.